Hello, behaviorist. Just a quick announcement before we jump into today's episode. Enrollment for our 2022 Work Wisdom Academy and the Review Club are both open now through November. So please email randy at workwisdomllc.com if you're interested in learning more. Okay, now for the good stuff. Tonight. Not to brag, but Work Wisdom has been hybrid ever since Randy Barrage joined the team back in 2019. Well, not really. What? Well, not really. Really, we were hybrid from the beginning. Oh. Like 2015, because Matt was on the team and he oh. lived in Brooklyn. Sorry, Matt. Uh, we didn't have Zoom yet, but we had this thing called the telephone. Right. And the I internet. I wanted to be the first. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it was Randy. Okay. Okay. Randy started it. That's funny. Okay. okay. Well, but my point was, as I was researching this topic of high-performing hybrid teams, I was curious about companies who've been doing this for a while, um, not because they were forced to, but because technology's made it possible. And what struck me the most was that while certain things are constant for high-performance teams, like psychological safety and clear communication. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Mm. Um, the Paylocity president and chief operating officer, Michael Hask, he talks about this. Um, and their human resources and payroll company had, you know, they had a hybrid workforce for more than a decade before the pandemic. Uh, almost half of the employees were fully remote. Uh, most everyone was working a combination of days in the office and at home. And he said... Each department and each function has to look at its needs and population and the type of work it's doing and decide how they're going to do that hybrid. Let each group figure out what works best for them. That makes sense. Welcome to The Behaviorist with Work Wisdom, where we help you adopt high performance mindsets, behaviors, communication, and culture. I'm your host, Sarah Colantonio. Our intention for The Behaviorist podcast is to share accessible, concrete practices that you can weave into your whole life to begin a shift toward joy and meaningful achievement. Today, we're f- turning our focus on the, on the high-performing habits of hybrid teams, and I'm very grateful to have Kedrin. Christy and Randy of the Work Wisdom team all together today. Thank you all for coming. Yay! So to be in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> so this Paylocity COO that I was um, talking about, I think you know he has a point. Yes, we need to let our teams figure out what's best for them. But I figured we should try and give our listeners some guidance on this topic. Um, it seems like a lot to just be like, figure it out yourselves. Good luck. Uh, so I wanted to start with you, Randy. Um, what are the actual virtual hybrid collaboration tools for a successful hybrid team in your, in your opinion? Yeah, I'm afraid that my answer may frustrate you uh, and align more with the CEO we just spoke of. But um, this might be a cop out, but I really think the best tools are the ones that teams actually use and adopt and the actual software or app none of that matters it matters that people use them and keep using them Mm. so while slack is great nobody wants to hear zoom recommended anymore but it does function 
But if teams don't use Slack, then it doesn't work. But if teams really utilize Slack, mm-hmm. it does really work for them. And I think he's right that teams need to understand what are the like core functions or workflows they have, and then what are the potential softwares they could use to make those workflows a little bit easier. Uh, so for us, that's you know we know we need a chat tool, we know we need a collaboration tool, we know we need a video meeting tool. So. Google Drive, Slack, Zoom, they work for us. And they work for us because we all use them and we know how to use them. Yeah. So one's not better than the other, I think. Um, the tools that you really just need are the ones that your teams are going to actually implement and stick with. Okay. I think it's good that we have norms around them, mm-hmm. too. So not only do we use them and know how to use them, but we talk with each other about the optimal way to use them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that, that I think is something that teams should think about. Okay. Yeah. And just prioritizing the practical, like when I joined the team, Randy walked me through Google Drive and Slack to make sure that I actually knew how to use them. Because <laughs> if we had just assumed that I knew how to use them, there would have been a lot of features I probably wouldn't even found on my own if Randy hadn't shown me like, hey, and also this is over here in this corner if you, you know, make this extra click. So not assuming that anyone would just know how to use the okay. software. We actually kind of did this in the past two weeks where we were noticing we were having an issue around signatures and how annoying it is to print things off and sign them. And some people ask for a fax and I don't even really know what a fax machine is. (laughs) But we're like, "Mm, how can we resolve this? And we're like, let's look at DocuSign. Let's look at some other services. And then we think like, okay, this would actually improve our workflow and our client experience. So let's spend the time getting to know this better and actually utilize it. So that's kind of how in real time I think it works for us. And I think that's how it works best for a lot of teams to try and solve a real pain point with their software and not get excited by, you know, apps out there like Trello or Asana, which people like like on the surface, but then when they have to use them every day, they like never actually adopt them. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. I don't want to get sued by any of those companies. But... I actually really like Trello. I use Trello like it runs my personal life, and this isn't a paid advertisement by Trello. <laughs> but I do really like them. I just I I stick by that if the whole team isn't going to adopt it and use it, and most people really just don't want to. Um, it's just not going to function no matter how slick it is. Yeah. But I can't imagine how we would function. I feel like we function pretty well as a team, but I can't imagine how we would function without Slack. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, and I, or Teams or something mm-hmm. like that. But as a hybrid team, I think having something like Slack is really important. And then having some rules about when do we use email versus when do we use Slack. I mean, we never use email internally. That's basically a rule. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes I break it, but yeah. at Is least I know rule? it's a rule. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like rules, but yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine if we didn't have great technology. Yeah. And, and you know, I think also having a propensity to experiment with new technology that we think about it and then we say, well, let's try it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't like it, then we can send it off into the sunset. Is there anything that comes to mind that we've tried and, and we've been like, meh? It doesn't work. We're not using it. A CRM. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. And we yeah. won't say the name of that company yeah. <laughs> because we are trying not to get sued today. But yeah, we had a CRM that we put a lot of time and money and into, and then we pushed it off it. to see. Okay. Yeah, I think we've got an Excel spreadsheet now mm-hmm. that seems to be working even better for us. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was another case of there was a problem point and like the software didn't solve it because we just didn't want another system to go into. Um, and it wasn't intuitive for all of us to use. So we were like, okay, we use Google Sheets every day. Yeah. You know, all of our files are already in there. Mm -hmm. So how can we build something that just leverages those existing tools we have, um, but is still a step up from having maybe like a Rolodex, I guess, on our, <laughs> <laughs> on our uh, tables. And I only know what that is from watching Mad Men. <laughs> I was going to say, do you know what that is? Like, it's, it's you know, yeah. facts, I think, came along a little bit later. Than well, that. and okay. one of our values is simplicity. Yeah. So, you know, having having few tools but using them well is more elegant, more work wisdom-y, I think. Mm -hmm. That leads me to uh, my question. I want to start with you, Christy, about communication. Um, what what are the practices that help you perform, you know, the best on a hybrid team? Do you think? I think noticing the organic moments of connection and then either replicating or recapping those with hybrid employees. So Randy and I have a hold on our calendar for every week to connect. Mm -hmm. And even if it doesn't feel like there's a lot for us to talk about, we maintain that practice. Is it called traffic or traffics or traffies? Or... Uh, I've seen that on your calendar and it no, looks that's... French. <laughs> yeah, that's actually just running through the project management spreadsheet. Oh, okay. And that was actually lifted as well from Mad Men. I was like very into it as I was watching it over the summer. <laughs> But that's where they all come in and they go through all the clients and what's going on that month. So Chris and I got into the habit of like, mm -hmm. let's look at, you know, who we're working with, who we need to send a net promoter score to, what's starting next month. And it just created like natural opportunities to talk about our clients. But in the show, they call it a traffic meeting. So we're like, let's call it a traffic meeting. Oh, that's okay. so cool. Are you guys smoking in that yeah. meeting? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Yeah, so just like making those, carving out that time intentionally and not expecting it to surface organically like it would if you were side by side. And then also the recap, I think, is really important. Like if Kedron and I are having a conversation and Sarah and Randy aren't around for it, making sure that we recap that and send it out to Slack so that we can keep the conversation going in that yeah. form that we all feel comfortable in, which is messaging. So I just try to keep an eye out for like what's happening naturally and then what are we just going to take one extra step to replicate for those that aren't here for that? Okay. That is fantastic. What, what about you two? Do you second that? Well, you know, I like having ritual around mm -hmm. some of our organizing tools. So I love that we have our, you know, we've got our project management spreadsheet and that we walk through that. We've got our Gantt chart. And we walk through that and those kinds of things. I, I think that communication where we're all in the same Zoom room and we walk through a couple of our, you know, updates or income spreadsheet, that kind of thing. I, I think that's a good habit to have. Yeah, I feel like the best outcome or benefit of norms is that they make things a little more predictable of how you're going to use them or what you're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like with our weekly check-in, like Chrissy and I know we're going to each have a list of things we want to talk through. We usually have just some sort of like fun prompt to like just get to know each other better. And then we just like do it every week still. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like so much less mental stress and so much more time spent on like actually talking about the work. Mm -hmm. 
when you know what you're going to be showing up and talking about and going through as opposed to just like you know having to i need to get an agenda together and i need to prep people Mm -hmm. but like if we know when we show up at this meeting we're going to be talking about these set specific Mm -hmm. things it helps it flow a little better and then i feel like that on top of just having a better understanding of how we use our tools um, just really helps set expectations without nobody needing to verbalize those. Mm-hmm. And we can share our recipe with everyone. Randy and I have a parking lot on Google Drive that throughout the week as stuff comes up for me that I'm like, I need to talk to Randy about this. I toss it in the parking lot. Same thing for him. So then if I do have 10 minutes before the meeting, I can see, oh, this is what's in Randy's parking lot this week. This is what we're going to talk about today. But it just makes it really easy for both of us that like we don't have, we just put it in the parking lot, put it in the parking lot. So it's not taking our mental energy to like remember those things, Mm -hmm. but it keeps us really organized and efficient. I don't, I don't know how we'd function without the Google Drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel that way too. Yeah. Except, I mean, there is that one problem that Google hasn't figured out yet, that there's no wave feature yes. when you're in the same document and you see yeah, someone Google. else is in there. Step it up, Google. Come on. Yeah, really. Uh, you know, another communication practice I really like is our semi-annual coaching conversation. That it's just twice a year we have a pretty deep coaching conversation with each other and uh, I think that's a good practice that that hybrid teams should adopt that if they if they're trying to think about communication practices yeah you know in the same article that I was reading about hybrid teams have been doing this for a while um, they talked about over communicating but in a good way Mm -hmm. so I, I just was thinking you know maybe it requires you know, the extra steps, like a little bit extra attention, um, coaching for each other um, to make it really work. Yeah, I think a lot about how, what do we say that, you know, culture is by design or default. And I feel like, especially as a remote employee, Mm -hmm. it'd be very easy to not engage with some people, you know, on routine basis Mm -hmm. uh, you can be in a little bit of a bubble and you need to be I think more intentional about having some of those interactions and setting up you know norms where like I meet with this person and we talk about this Um, and I think that just helps build some of those things that you can miss out on Mm -hmm. if you're not in the office all the time Mm -hmm. Um, where it would be very easy to maybe go a couple weeks without seeing this one person because you're not working on a project with them now or you're not you know on a team with them and you don't have a weekly check-in, um, but it's still really important to cultivate those relationships. So you really need to be intentional with those things. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, we have an awful lot of sort of ritualized meetings, like our, our seasonal strategy mm-hmm. meeting. That's, that's something that I think is a communication norm that's really important that Every season, we sit down and think about our strategy and how we're answering our big question. Mm -hmm. That's another one that I think could be really helpful. And honestly, um, we've done them in person uh, where Randy flies up, and we've done them uh, via Zoom. And there are good things about both. You know, we've had really great Zoom strategy sessions, and we've had really great in-person strategy sessions. So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready to weigh in on which is better. Mm-hmm. 
You haven't asked us that, have you, Sarah? I was going to. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but darn, I didn't read the notes. <laughs> I um, What I did want to ask you, Kedron, though, is what do you gain from working on a hybrid team? Well, you have um, more joy because everyone is able to live their best life. So Randy loves Florida. And he wants to live in Florida, but we need a talented person like Randy. And so Work Wisdom can have exceptional team members who can be happy and they can surf. They can't do that in Lancaster. Although Christy tries with a <laughs> in the Susquehanna. Um, so I think that ultimately you have uh, more talent Mm. available to you because you're you can look for talent all over the world yeah not just in lancaster county you know and they're also more happy i think because they're able to be where they want to be mm-hmm. are there other things i found i feel like over the past year year and a half there is the common fear that you will miss out on some cultural things mm-hmm. if you're not in an in-office environment. Um, and I think it's all a little bit more nuanced than that, mm. where you can, there's something that you can miss out on either scenario. But I have found that by being on Zoom calls and speaking one-on-one with people and like seeing their backgrounds of their, their homes, I, I sometimes find I learn a little bit more about people, you know, on a Zoom call than I sometimes would on like meeting at a coffee shop for an in-person meeting. Where I can see someone's home behind them or their kids run in. Mm-hmm. And and it just creates more natural opportunities to speak about things outside of work. So I find that that is something that is often as like a detractor against, you know, being remote. But I, I think in a hybrid scenario, there there are still a ton of opportunities to get to know, you know, your colleagues better than than just being in office all the time. I also wonder if we're more organized because we're a be. remote team. Mm-hmm. Nothing can live in the ether. Everything mm-hmm. has to be mm-hmm. in a spreadsheet, be on the Google Drive, be in Slack. So there's more of a record of what's happening. And I, I also wonder if our meetings are more succinct than mm-hmm. they would be if we were in person, that there's more self-regulation in how we communicate. I also think we have, I've never thought about this before, but sometimes more thoughtful discussions because they do happen in a written form over Slack. So if Kedrin mm-hmm. lobs an idea to us, then we can think about it a little bit and then respond versus if we were all just around the proverbial water cooler, yeah. we may not have as thoughtful of interactions, mm-hmm. but because we have the time and space to think about our responses, I think that we can often come to really valuable conclusions pretty quickly just because we've had time to reflect and then respond. Yeah, I, I mean, I know that I need time to think about yeah. things, so that mm. for me works really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good benefit. I think it also lends itself towards work-life integration mm-hmm. in a pretty healthy way. So I'm not sure anyone on our team actually has work hours that are like normal like nine to five randy starts at 5 a.m you know i don't know i'm you you are just going to bed christy um so i think that that can be a benefit of being on a hybrid team 
Maybe not, but um, we just recorded a podcast on work-life integration, mm. so you'll have to listen to that okay. one. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, Randy, you've been here with us in person for a week. Um, how badly are you ready to get back home? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I, but but my point is, actually, what are some of the struggles with, with, uh, with working uh, on a hybrid team? Um, or what, yeah, what are the struggles of the, that sort of teamwork that come to mind? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been working in a similar format for probably four to five years where I mostly work 100% remote. Mm-hmm. And then a few times a year, there's a week or two weeks that I spend, you know, in office. And, you know, those times in office, they're, they're great. I mean, we feel that, you know, I always think about you know, those small conversations that can happen in between meetings. And it's nice to be able to walk out of your office and like, you know, quick chat with somebody to get something, you know, resolved a little quicker. Um, Just having casual lunches together, like those things, there are things that we cannot replicate on Zoom, or we haven't yet, um, that just sometimes get lost in the virtualness of a relationship. Um, So that's for sure a struggle. Um, But like I said, I think it is you know, a really nuanced situation. And I think a lot of the quote, it was actually by like this golf pro where he was like telling his student, he's like, you know, if a doctor tells you to take, you know, a Tylenol for your headache, just because it helps, that doesn't mean take the whole bottle. And I think a lot of leaders think that, you know, more is more for (laughs) when there's good things that happen in person, or some people think, you know, more is more if they're at home all the time, but it's not really like that. And what I find really positive is like, I get a ton out of being in office around people for a week but I don't think for longevity or like long-term success or you know effectiveness it would work for me to be in office all the time I think there would be some diminishing returns after probably 10 days <laughs> where like the social benefits that I get from being in office, that socialness in me would start to drop a little bit um, so it's extremely nuanced and like having a balance is tough Um, But I do really think the hybrid situation is so effective because it allows you to capture a little bit of the things that work really well at home Mm. and still have opportunity for the things that you cannot replicate on a 100% remote team. Nobody else is going to weigh in on this. Can you restate the question? (laughs) I want to know the struggles of, of teamwork on a hybrid team. If any come up, the struggle. The struggles of teamwork on a hybrid team. I, I'm really having a hard time okay. yeah. thinking of anything, Me honestly. I, I think the, I mean, I don't even know you if you call it a struggle, but sometimes I'll walk into Christy's office and start blathering on about some idea and, and it's not a struggle, but I do have to remember to put it into Slack. Okay. So that everybody else can know what we talked about. Mm-hmm. But that would have happened in person, too. Yeah. So I, I, I'm really struggling to come up with a struggle. <laughs> okay. I, can, I can think of a struggle that I haven't experienced on this team, but I can imagine would be a struggle. But, like, not working physically with Brandy, we made that intentional practice of, like, getting to know each other personally. And I think that if we hadn't been intentional about it, we wouldn't have gotten to know each other personally. So I could see that like building those personal relationships could be a potential struggle, okay. but I do believe that you can quickly move past that mm-hmm. with practices. Okay. 
So do you, Christy, do you think hybrid's better than all virtual or all in person? I don't know if I want to go on record saying better, (laughs) but I do think that what we can never go back from is this introduction of choice. And I think that if you remove choice from your employees, mm-hmm. they may make the choice to leave your company. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that a level of choice and autonomy has been given to every employee. And to take that back, I would not advise as a wise decision. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Randy's saying, like you have to sort of find your secret sauce as an individual. So like Randy's highest and best is less social time and more independent time for me. I prefer more social time and less independent time. There was one day I was working remote in the morning and I kept hitting blocks. And so I was like, I'm going into the office. And right away, all the roadblocks went away from me as soon as I started talking to Sarah and Kedrin. And Mm -hmm. so like, I really require that, you know, human time. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I think so much of it is checking in with yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you need right now? And, And then going to get it. You know, and so um, we're, we're just lucky that for the most part we can do that. Yeah, I think, you know, I've been sitting here as you both have been talking and like really racking my brain on like, what are the true struggles? The struggles. And uh, it is hard to come up with like one that you can't resolve somehow. But I think it is like if there are not opportunities for teams to come together at some point in person which I haven't experienced a work situation like that, but I imagine that that, there would be something lost there Mm -hmm. where I've noticed like in terms of like the cultural aspects, like the stories you talk about, the Mm. memories you have with people, some of the connections, the jokes, like a lot of those happen. Even if you're just three days a year in person with the team, Mm -hmm. like there's a lot that comes out of that that can last for a while that dictates some of the culture. Mm -hmm. And I feel that if, you weren't in a hybrid situation, there would be something lost there. But I feel with even with the hybrid situation, you don't lose that at all. Yeah. Um, and it can be even better because I think for the time you have an office, like everyone's really grateful for that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we make intentional efforts to do things together and see people and, you know, have the work meetings and also some of the social meetings. Um, so it almost makes it even a little bit better when you are in office together as a hybrid mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. So it's your special. question was, yeah, <laughs> what, what are the struggles? And I turned it around and gave a positive. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay. So do you have any last words of wisdom for our listeners on high performance, hybrid teams, anything they should remember as we close up? I think so much of it is, is, Find the technology that works for you. Get everyone really comfortable, really facile with Mm -hmm. that technology. Um, Have real meaningful relationships. We talk so much about affinity distance. Mm -hmm. So the three different types of distance are you've got physical distance, you've got operational distance, and then you've got affinity distance. Affinity distance is how much do we trust each other? What's our relationship like? And so putting your attention on the affinity distance yeah. in hybrid or remote work is really where you want want to put your attention. I love it. Yeah, for me, it always comes back to 
communication and expectation. Um, I think they're the two most critical things in a hybrid work scenario. And like, there is no, like over communication does not exist, I think, in yeah. in a hybrid work scenario. I mean, maybe if you're calling, you know, employees <laughs> at like, you know, midnight or something, but really like setting expectations of like, here's normally when I start work, when I'm at home, here's when I'm wrapping up, oh, you know, I'm going to have an appointment tomorrow, so I may be out at this time. You know, always communicating that with your coworkers or people you work on and setting those expectations, I feel is just so healthy and helpful mm -hmm. for those around you. And you just can't expect, even though we've said here, a hybrid team works really well, you can't just expect it to work well. Like you do have to really put in some intention and work for it to be great, just like you have to put in work and effort for in-office cultures yeah. to be mm -hmm. great. Uh, it's the same same with hybrid work. You have to really put in the time um, and think about for your company, for your team, how does this really function best and how are we going to keep working at this and improving? Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you just said about keep working on it. I mean, we're all changing all of the time and our lives are changing and so is the work that we're doing. So keeping it an open conversation that like when you establish the norms, be open to those norms changing. I mean, just over the past few months, we've talked about vacation. We've talked about all sorts of different norms that we tried it and it felt a little wobbly, like our, yeah. you know, our baby legs. And so then we had a conversation about it and adjusted from there and got to a place where everyone felt comfortable. But we might be uncomfortable with that in another month or two yeah. and adjust again. And that psychological safety of being able to say, hey, this thing I said was working for me two months ago isn't working for me <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. Can we please, you know, adjust mm -hmm. from yeah. there? Yeah, that's a great point. I, I think that's a great way to close our, our uh, podcast today. I'm so grateful for all of you um, for being part of this movement of helping others in the workplace enhance their individual and collective team performance, hybrid, uh, and also their joy. Thank you listeners for downloading The Behaviorist. We hope you'll subscribe. Please reach out to us through our website, workwisdomllc.com, where you can enjoy Work Wisdom Press and productions, ask questions, and give suggestions of topics you'd like us to explore in future episodes. As is our custom, we'll leave you with an Anthony DeMillo one-minute wisdom story. Uh, to the disciple who complained of his limitations, the teacher said, you are limited indeed, but have you noticed you can do things today that you would have thought impossible 15 years ago? What changed? My talents changed. No, you changed. Isn't that the same thing? No, you are what you think you are. When your thinking changed, you changed.
let each group organize that based on what's going to work best for them. What did I? I don't know what I did. Try I'm not so to swear, swear on the air. <laughs> um, okay. And so I think that, and I think I need just to stop there. I'm so sorry. Here's a here's a pen, sweetheart. Okay. Do you want me to do it again? Okay. Okay. I think, I think we should air this. Each. <laughs> okay. You Blooper reel. Actually hurts. <laughs> you got yourself off. Oh, okay, good. That's good. Oh, we're gonna hit the big box parade. Yes, we're gonna hit the big box parade. Oh, we're gonna get more money. Cause we know that we're